This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. Hello, hello, hello. It's Mr. Adam X. You're listening to the Pursuit Podcast. You're listening to it on the Out of Collective Network. I know that's confusing to some people, so I'm just going to try to lay it out real quick. 15 seconds. There are four or maybe even five shows on this network. I have one of them. I am Mr. Adam X. I am separate from Adam Jabber. He has the Out of Bounds podcast on the Out of Collective. Adam X has the Pursuit. That is me. Adam Jabber has the Out of Bounds. All under the Out of Collective. We've got Michelle Parker. We've got Renee and Tori. We've got John Croom. I hope that clears it up. My episode this week, recorded live at Kings and Queens of Corbett's. Madison Blackley, snowboarder. I'm loving having snowboarders on the show because their takes are just a little different than skiers. Uh, former queen of Corbett's. We recorded this before we got the results. She crushed it. I believe she's the first female to drop in switch. Just a great episode. Super fun. Madison's an absolute charger. I'm stoked that we got to connect and actually like record a podcast in person so thank you madison for doing that we chat about everything i kind of know her as like a rail god and she kind of talks about that because she's a backcountry queen like she doesn't she can slaughter rails sure but like she rips in the backcountry as well so we talk about that talk about kings and queens obviously is this a skier comp is it a snowboarder comp it's just a really fun episode so madison thank you for being on thank you for being a guest before we get into the episode i have to thank my sponsors the people who make this thing work first sponsor this week alpine vans if you're thinking about a van head over to alpinevans.com check them out he's got a quote builder on the site todd builds them all You're familiar with him from Cody Townsend's 50 Project. Yeah, the van that Cody Townsend uses, that's an Alpine van. Alpinevans.com, built to explore. Fully optimized for skiing, snowboarding, winter adventures, bike rack and inside storage for your bikes. This is important for anyone who lives on the East Coast with salt. Two heaters in there, heated closet. Alpinevans.com. If you're thinking about it, head on over to Alpinevans.com. Use the quote builder. Check out their inventory and tell them Adam from the Pursuit Center sent you. Uh, my second sponsor this week, uh, reoccurring partner here. I'm really hyped on it. Rumple, Rumple.com, R-U-M-P-L.com. Blankets, towels, gear. Collapse, maybe your favorite artist, maybe your favorite sports team. I like, I never thought I could love a blanket so much, but I was wrong and I do. Like, trust me. If you've never trusted me in anything, trust me on this one. Head over to rumple.com. If you want a code, slide into my DMs at Mr. Adam X on Instagram. I'll send you a little code, you'll save a couple bucks. We can chat. I can tell you which one I love the most. Again, rumple.com. And keep an eye out on who they're signing. Signing a full slew of athletes. It's really exciting. Rumple.com. Now let's enjoy that episode with Madison. I'm right, ready. I'm hit record. We're going. We are live. Awesome. Madison Blackley, who are you? Hello. I'm Madison Blackley. I snowboard 
and I live in Salt Lake City, Utah, but I'm from Park City. Why do you snowboard? Because um, what else is there to do in Utah? I don't know. I learned to snowboard when I was eight years old and kind of seemed like what else was I going to spend my time gonna doing growing up um, when you live in a place where it snows eight months of the year? I guess my question is why skiing or why not skiing? Oh, why not skiing? Because I enjoy my knees. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you ski? I skied from two till eight years old, but um, yeah, my dad snowboarded in like the eighties. So it's kind of, it was just like, he wasn't going to let us ski for very long. He was like part of the revolution. Kind of. I actually have um, one of his snowboards. It's, I've got one of the 1984 Burton performers at my house, which was his snowboard in 1984. Right. Like it's actually his board. Actually his board. And it's his second board because he snapped the one before. And so my mom got him this one for Christmas. <laughs> I feel like year. anyone who snowboarded in the 80s is a psychopath. Yeah. My dad, I think think was a psychopath uh he also was like really big into like ice climbing at the time and like now <laughs> those things are pretty refined like snowboards are good now yeah ice climbing tools are good yeah then they were not no i don't know how he did he had like photos of him um climbing bridal veil falls in the 80s and i'm like i don't know i think people like i feel like i hear people die doing that all the time still yeah <laughs> like it's not i just like i don't know your dad but you're probably too like running around and he's just like i'm gonna go climb this and your mom's like what the fuck are you like you have kids i think no i think it was before we had kids or we had kids i think it was before before he had kids oh did he settle down once yeah he like fully like jobbed up settled down once he had us how many are there just me and my brother. I mean, I have a brother who is um, two years older than me, and that's my only, like, full-blood brother. I have half and um, step-siblings as well, but my whole brother is actually, like, a lead, lead uh, ski patrol at Park City. So it's in you. It's, it's Yeah. That's all you guys know. Did you know you were going to, like, was this your path? Or were you just, at what point were you like, I'm going to be a pro snowboarder? Since the very start. Since I was eight. That's fucking cool. <laughs> I don't, I'm so jealous of people like you who can do that. Like I could say, I'm going to be a pro snowboarder, skier, and I, it will never happen. <laughs> well, I mean, like what's a pro skier, snowboarder? I mean, there's lots of people who actually get paid, you know, to ski or snowboard, but they're like not pro skiers or snowboarders, you know, yeah. like in the industry, like doing other jobs and you probably get paid way more than the professionals and you probably spend just as much time out in the snow are you saying i'm a professional skier right now maybe not you <laughs> i don't know i mean Come i don't on. know uh yeah i mean you could be considered you know in the industry yeah this is my full-time job there you go then that's considered professional i just talk about it with people who actually know how to do it yeah and then if you get to go out every single day then that's sure how many days do you have this year oh my god this year i have a Let's see. October, November, December, January. Utah's been like insane. Yeah. So that's four months that we've had snow since. I mean, and that's say so we're say a little 20 bit days February. a year or a month minimum. Oh, I would say probably more this season. Probably. So you're at 100. I'm probably at 100 days so far this season. Fuck. Yeah. I've been having to like 
take like force myself to like take every a couple days off you know because i've just been writing so much is it ever not fun it's so much fun it's always fun Fuck yeah, good answer <laughs> good answer uh, that's so refreshing to hear it's fun i'd like I'm glad. I'm happy. I'm happy. When it's did it the most fun. Did you ever have a normal job? Do you have a normal job? No. Um, I mean, I work at a restaurant. I worked at a restaurant in Park City. Or, well, that wasn't Park City. It's now in Salt Lake, but for 12 years. And so they kind of like, they're super flexible with me. But that's pretty much it. I mean, I've never really worked a real job in my life. That's amazing. Did you go to school? I went to high school and then I did do two years at community college. Did you get your associates? I did. What is your associates in? In business. And then I have a certificate in uh, sustainable product design and supply chain in the outdoor industry. If you weren't a professional snowboarder, what would you be? I don't think there was any other option. I literally have been like thinking about it since I was so young, like, Maybe I've like kind of thought about like, oh, maybe I can like work behind the scenes in a company or I recently just got like certified to judge contests. But like, I don't really want to do that either. I just like want to snowboard every single day. But there's got to be you're not getting younger. I don't know your age. Hope, we don't need to tell I you. Hope your age. I am. But like, <laughs> but what's the long term? What's the end game? Legend status? Like you just get so embedded that you're you can always like have some sort of support and career or. Like what? I guess kind of. I mean, like, obviously, like, that would be the dream. You know what I mean? To be constantly being able to do what I want to do and getting the support for it. But I just don't think that there's any money in it to have that longevity. Like, I will do it for free, but I'll always have to find somebody else, something else to, like, sustain what I want to do. Um, but ideally, like, I don't know, like, with women snowboarding, where I am, like most of the women are in their thirties. Like it's kind of like the age is like getting higher and higher that you can like keep pushing it and pushing it. And I think people are seeing that. So I feel like there is still a lot of time ahead of me to like keep pushing it and have more potential. I am in no way saying that you are at the end of your career. Oh no, I didn't (laughs) think that. I didn't think that. But there's also, because you guys are pushing it in your thirties and arguably you didn't have you had plenty of role models, but it's we have way more role models now, right? Like there's 13 year old girls looking up to you. Yeah, and there's, I mean, I hope so. I, you know, I really <laughs> hope so. Um, but yeah, I mean, like there's so many like women role models in like skiing and snowboarding now that like fit all these different um, types of you know people that people didn't have before to look up. Like there are professional skiers and snowboarders that have kids now. You know what I mean? And they're still pushing it. And then their kids are awesome. And then other kids can also look at those kids and see how cool their parents are. I mean, it's just like the older you get, it just kind of opens up more doors, I think. What's one thing you wish you knew when you were younger? Um, I wish that I knew that I had to ask more, you know, that things wouldn't just come to me. You know, sometimes I, w- I would like hear when I was younger doing contests, you know, if you're good enough, like it'll happen or people will seek you out. And that just doesn't, isn't necessarily true. I wish I was like a little more aggressive and like trying to find more support early on for myself instead of like assuming that like my skills would just be enough. Yeah. It's, I don't think many people think about that. Like there are the, 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 sure. There's some asterisks where like people just like some, some kid blows up and they're like, they've got it. But most of the time 
the people who we know of, there was work behind the scenes. There was emails. There was like a lot of no's. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot of emails and a lot of saying like, I want this. You should give me this because, you know, A, B and C instead of being like, oh, hey, like it'd be cool if I could, you know, get this and then you know, saying, oh, there's no budget for it. I should have said maybe times like we'll make the budget for it because it should happen. Right. It needs to happen. Yeah. Do you think that's getting better in our industry as a whole from a female perspective? Um, I think maybe it is a little bit. I, just, I don't think like. I don't know. It just takes the right kind of person to, to have that assertion to want to get those things from brands and not everyone has that type of personality. So I think it is like getting better. There is like we said, like more role models, like paving the way, like being like, this is maybe how you can get the things that you want. But um, I don't feel like it's as public knowledge as maybe it should be for like upcoming writers or amateurs or whatever. Yeah. I mean, just obviously for anyone who doesn't know, we're here for Kings and Queens of Corbett's. It happened yesterday which will be a week from today now when you're listening but i'm always blown away like i'm at the top of corbett's and i'm looking at all of these professionals gear and it's not as nice as you might think it is yeah totally <laughs> like well it's funny because like uh for a long time i just kind of called myself like snowboarding people are like oh you're pro like I'm like, eh, it's kind of like a glorified volunteer job, you know, that I'm just passionate about. But even like, for example, Piper winning last year, she had like the worst gear. This I mean, year she has the worst gear. Her boot uh, yeah. is, she had six volet straps on her boots. I know. And she couldn't get, yeah, couldn't get her shit in time, you know, or get somebody to give her like fresh shit for this like massive contest we're doing. And last year she had this like ratty jacket, which obviously she loved, but it's like not waterproof. You know what I mean? It's like not a winter jacket. It's just like a normal coat, you know, but that's the thing is that like all these people jumping into this couloir and just going crazy. Like they're not doing it like to be professionals or to be, pro it's kind of like just a cool thing to do i guess you know what i mean all these people are really doing it for the passion it's such a in, you've won it i won you, it two years you've ago you got yeah. the title yeah did that change your career no it did no? not <laughs> shit i didn't get any new sponsors from it i didn't really get any media from it really? i no did you think it was going to change your career? Well, $10,000 helps. Well, but, right. <laughs> but besides the money. Uh, no, I thought that it would a little bit more, but I think that it's maybe not. Um, I don't think the contest has looked the same in like the snowboarding as it is in skiing. I, you know, I heard that yesterday and that, why do you think that is? I don't really know. I think a lot of people, they're like kind of. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's legit. I think it's gnarly and I think it's massive and really respectable. But I think a lot of the snowboard industry, especially where I'm coming from in Salt Lake City, just maybe kinds of thinks it's a little kooky and just like a little scary. But I don't I don't know. I feel like Jackson Hole is the one resort that skiing and snowboarding doesn't have like that great divide. Right. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, that's kind of why I love this contest is because I do love the whole skier snowboarder incorporation. I think it's really fun and unique. Um, obviously the skiers in my opinion have an advantage because it's just 
more ski i don't know skiers can just ride really steep shitty terrain better than snowboarders but i don't know and then like snowboarding has natural selection so it's like that's so cool in snowboarding so when you look at that like next to kings and queens like kings and queens just is i don't know i'm not really sure what it is it's just not really there's no wrong answer i mean it's just your taken opinion. seriously it's not like it is fun but in skiing it's taken very seriously so it's like yeah it's a very bizarre divide that i love it um i'm definitely a skier I'm a very good. I'm probably a better snowboarder. A professional than I, skier. I'm a professional skier. I talk about skiing professionally. <laughs> um, I'm probably, arguably, a better snowboarder. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, in my head, yes. Nice. Um, it's weird to me that there, like, I love the idea of snowboarders lining up against skiers. I think it's so cool because to me, skiing and snowboarding is so much expression, like. That's what it really is. We can go huck fast and there's always that, but like that shouldn't, and I don't think always wins at Corbett's. Yeah. I mean, it kind of does though. Like huck fast, it kind of went, I don't know. It's just, it's just so different every year. You know what I mean? Like we're all judging everyone, each other and it really can go any way each year, but. I do. I don't know. I think it is a huck fest. And if you get lucky and you land and because you, you hucked some crazy shit, I think that you will win. And I think that's what maybe people don't like about it. It's not as like, I don't know. Strategic. I don't know. I think it's a really weird thing. Like I know so many snowboarders who I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go to Corbett's. And they're like, what is that? I've never heard of that. And then some people who I tell them, they're like, Oh, that thing, like, you do that? And I'm like, yeah, I, I want it. I've done it four years in a row. Why, <laughs> why do you continue to do it? Um, it's a free Jackson vacation. <laughs> like I could never experience this week without having to come to this contest. I mean, most people can't just afford a, vac- a Jackson vacation at all. And then plus I get to do this awesome contest, meet amazing skiers that I would never, ever know about, see some snowboarders I would never snowboard with because they kind of pull the athletes like randomly from all over the place. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's a challenge and you can win money. You can win $10,000. That's they, a lot of money. They definitely dangle that, which, yeah. is, which is cool, <laughs> but they do put us up and it's a super nice hotel. And like, you get to ski most of the time, like, or snowboard, sorry. But you know, comp is one day. Yeah. And comp the- is only one day. And it's like only like, obviously it's, a big part of this event but it's not the only part of this event like half of it is just like snowboarders and skiers coming together in jackson hall which is i don't know it's just unlike anything else that is around usually it's like so divisive you know like you can't judge skiers and snowboarders like there's never any contests that really have even skiers and snowboarders involved but judge separately if, unless it's like x games or do tour or like something but it's totally different but yeah it's, it's almost totally an, different it's I kept saying it's like an exhibition. There's That's a, what, exactly what I said. I was like, it's not really a contest. It's an exhibition. There's a winner. Yeah. But like, it's an exhibition. It's. Yeah. Do you gain, like, I'm just trying to figure out why you do it. Um, I really. Besides the jet, like obviously a vacation, but it's not free. Like you probably feel like shit today. The next day, oh, I feel like today. it's like, that's <laughs> not free. That's a cost of admission for sure. It is a cost. It's the price to p- to play the game, but I'm like a big, um, 
I thrive under pressure snowboarding. I do good under pressure. I usually don't do a lot of things unless there is a camera out or unless I am doing a contest. And so if there's a chance to be like, do you have what it takes under pressure? Like I usually want to see what I can do under pressure. And this is that like the perfect kind of contest for that. You know, like I want to be known more of like a free rider, backcountry rider, rather than just like the rail rider I'm known for in Salt Lake City, which is just like such a small part of my snowboarding. So like given the chance to be like, can you put it down in one of the most famous coolers in the world? Well, I'm like, well, yeah, let's see if I can. Like maybe I can be taken seriously in this like aspect of snowboarding. And here I am four years later. Does it get easier? It definitely gets easier. Every time I look in that couloir, it seems like so much more manageable to like try something that I've never done before. It's such a bizarre feat. It's a marked run like all year. Like it's, yeah. it's a marked run. So I think that's what the appeal is, is like some rad dad is sitting in Michigan right now looking at the clips from yesterday or when a week ago and they're like showing their kids like your dad skied that same line or rode yeah. that same line. I think that's the appeal. That's the appeal to me. For sure. I absolutely love watching videos of people just going through that couloir in mid season when it's just horrible conditions, you know, and they're like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then they jump and they just absolutely annihilated, you know, Tomahawk. 200 feet yard sale the whole way down. I think people just, because it is like an open marked run, they're like, Oh, it's really not that bad. You know, I can do it. And it's some one of my favorite things to watch on Instagram is Corbett's fails. That's your, that's your like, yeah, it's in the scroll. algorithm for sure. <laughs> Hate to interrupt the episode, but we, it's time. It's time for a woodchuck hard cider break. Accidentally gluten-free. If you have a gluten issue, get some woodchuck hard cider. Gluten-free since 1991. That's older than most of you listening. This is the brand that started the American Cider Revolution in Middlebury, Vermont. So I know a lot of you listening were Vermonters. We're supporting our local state. They have so many ciders, so many flavors. And, you know, I got to admit, I was thinking, I really wish Woodchuck would make a non-alcoholic cider. And then I thought to myself, wow, Adam, you're an idiot. It's just cider. So if you're digging cider and you want some hard cider, go to woodchuck.com. Get yourself some hard cider. Like, it doesn't get any better. I believe I have a free shipping code. So, again, if you want a code, uh, you can order this stuff online. They'll send it right to your door. If you want a code for free shipping, DM me at Mr. Adam X on Instagram. I'll get you a code, and you can get yourself some hard cider. And my final sponsor this week, before we get back into that episode, our friends over at Mammut. Guys, avalanches happen. Avalanche equipment is important. Get yourself proper equipment and proper education. Berryvox, Berryvox package, you can get the whole thing. Beacon shovel probe. And more importantly, learn how to use it. Ask your friends. Don't be shy. Head over to mammut.com. I have an insane code. Like, it's too good. It's not 10% off. It's not 15% off. It's more than that. So if you're looking for some equipment, slide to my DMs, at Mr. NMX. I'll get you a code, and you can maybe get some equipment to help you stay safer in the mountains. They've got avalanche airbags, 
Again, the Barry Vox Beacon, we all know it. We love it. Uh, practice. Learn how to use it. Memmoot.com. Okay, back to the EP. Yeah, it, we got asked if we wanted to drop it today, and I was like, no. Um, no, you should have. It was You couldn't see two feet in front I of you. I know, but. But I've dropped it. I'm like, yeah. for me, it's like. Okay, you've been there. I've done it. If the conditions were better, right. maybe. Right. But we had a kid who's part of a media crew, and he he's never done it. And he's like, I got, I want to do it. I have to do it. So I have to did do he it. do it? He did it. Nice. Um, he survived. Yeah. He got through. He didn't lose a ski. He didn't. Yeah. He, so it's like, it's one of those things. It like is such a. It's like novelty, you know? It is. But I feel like novelty discredits it a little bit. For, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. It, but it is like the tchotchke of skiing. Yeah. It's like, like you go to Palisades and then, and like you go, like, it's like the two. Totally. At yeah. At least if you're in your thirties, like. You grew up watching NAR, like the game of NAR as a skier, and like yeah. you gotta go to Palisades. Like, yeah, that's just, you gotta like check that off your you list. You have to do it, and then it's it's Corbett's. Yep. Do you think this event's sustainable, long term? Like, have we done? Have we seen everything that we can see at Kings and Queens? We're no. in year four. I mean, five? there's just there's so much more, and it's like what's cool about it is like every year there's different things that are done because every year during the contest, it fills in differently. You know, you're not never jumping off the same spot twice. You're never landing in the same spot twice, really just how it fills in. And then with like the variety of people that always come in, there's always like new inspiration to try different types of things, you know, like Piper did that double pillow drop, which I don't think anyone's done that before. Yeah. I don't know. Like off the West wall. right? Yeah. 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 And especially it's like, like maybe, some of the guys might be feeling differently like oh how many double backflips can we do into this thing but i mean as far as the women goes like it's just getting going you know like i i think that i was the first girl snowboarder to do anything besides a straight air into it is this a claim I'm i wish i had that. like a thing i'll claim that boo, boo, boo. i only have this one loaded let me see let's play it oh you won't hear it it won't be as long for you it's hot the people will hear it it's hot it's it's paris hilton saying that's hot Ooh, yeah, i like it'll that. be in there it'll that's be in there hot. it's clipped in there. I, I had them all i i fucked up i don't have them saved um yeah so you're so the first like, yeah and it was it was a switch 180 it was a half cabin yeah, but, but i mean scary oh huge for me like hitting it coming into that switch you know it's like sometimes, you know i'm like i'm way bigger than i thought i was i can't control my speed that good switch on those <laughs> little skinny in runs but like there's just and like veronica trying the double you know there's just as honest as far it was as tense. Yeah. I like, mean, there's lots of things that could be opened up for girls, snowboarders and skiers that can be, ha that's going to happen in the future. Who was the female rider in the yellow jacket? Yeah. So that was Sharka. That was her first time here. And she's flipped in, flipped in. And that line she took the second hit. I love that. Like going back yeah. to like, so that line is the line that everyone took last year because we had to, because it was sketch, because it was sketch. Okay. Yeah, so I wasn't here last year. So yeah, so last year everyone entered like coming, like cutting in on that um, front hook little face thing, and then going off the finger. I love that. Yeah, that was sick. It's just like it, it goes back to me. Snowboarding and skiing has always been expression. It's been art, right? And it's just so neat to see how everyone skis it differently. And this event's part. I mean, I'm standing on the lip, so I'm getting like I'm seeing it firsthand, but. Not one person did the same type of thing all day. Right. And that's like, you can say, 
like some of the skiers kind of did some of the same tricks, but they didn't, you know, like some are corked different, they grab different, they're slower, they're faster. And then it's really cool that there's like Parkin, right? Who's from here, big backcountry guy, like rips on skis. And then there's Colby Stevenson also rips on skis, but more of a park guy, you know? And so it's kind of like battle of like the hard pack versus the pow people. Like who yeah, got it better? But then you throw like hackle into the mix. Yeah, who's totally. Like swerve Wild God. card. People you know? are like, who the fuck? Like, yeah. I had to explain. And they crush it. They're just so good. Yeah. It's insane. I, I don't know. I, I'll never understand it. It's cool. It's like, they just like pick people. Well, obviously they're like seeking the right people who like, they know want to send, but like, from all like realms and categories of like the winter industry, like backcountry, park, rails. Like if you think you have what it takes, like we want to see if you can do it. Yeah. I interviewed Amy two weeks ago and Amy David and I think she's okay. She's got mm-hmm. a little knee injury. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. If anyone hasn't watched the recap, she'll yet. be, all, she'll be all right. She's, she'll be okay. Um, but I had asked her why, why are you going to Kings and Queens? Like, doesn't I don't know it's like a, why are you going and she's like actually I watched it last year and there wasn't a ton of female representation yeah and I was pissed yeah rightfully and so she wrote an email and they're like we want more females oh yeah so you're invited and then she was like shit now yeah. I have to go now I, have I have to, to show do up it. it's awesome I love that but I love it goes back to like picking the pool of like if you're think you have what it takes and you're a pro skier listening to this you could probably send an email and get in like they want yeah. you here. i actually saw like a screenshot yesterday from mason like dm'd jackson hole like three years ago and was like how do i sign up and yeah. then he's in this year you which know? is like yeah it's such a rad it's such a rad event and it's really neat and it i don't know i'd like to see one, if it can continue for another five years, because it mm-hmm. takes a lot, it takes a lot of money, it takes a lot of things. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of like, work to close that thing off for a few weeks and like build everything in there. But I think people are hyped on it. There was they said there was three thousand spectators at the bottom. Yeah, it was popping off down there, which is crazy. <laughs> like, I'm not the type of person that would w- take a vacation to watch people. Yeah, but people do. People I mean, I feel up. like um, it's kind of like the Super Bowl of like skiing if you can be in the area, you know, like Yeah, that's true. Do we put a rail on top of it? Like will we see that happen? Do you think it'll uh, ruin it? I don't think it would ruin it. I think I mean, it depends like if you can do it where it's like not tacky, I guess. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't bring like a skate rail or put like I don't know, but it could it could get you could put something in there and like jib it up a little bit. But. It's kind of nice that they haven't. I like that you said that if it's not tacky, because I picture yeah. like, like one of those stupid square skate rails. <laughs> <laughs> but I also picture like a mega company coming in and having like yeah. building a wall ride on the side of it, which would be like dope, but also like, and it'll say like presented by. JC Penny, we'll just say JC Penny so we don't sure. ruin But you know what I mean? It'll totally be going like going out of business. <laughs> right. Like we're hitting the, you know, like the JC Penny wall ride sponsored by JC Penny. And like Yeah, I don't think that that would I don't know. That yeah, I don't think that would fly us. I don't think people would um respond very well to that. Cause it is kind of like a 
I hate kind of using this word, but like core thing. It you is. You know, like it's it's raw, you know, and it's natural, and that's kind of like that's the, the appeal to it. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit, and we'll, we'll shift gears here too, but we're here for this, so that's what we have to talk about. When you guys, I was with everybody when you got the text that said, we're going, we're, we're going live on Tuesday, and everyone's faces changed, and the athletes were a little pissed off, and all the media was invited to the athlete meeting, and maybe I'll get in trouble for embargo here, but whatever, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> and then we were told not to come. They told us no media at the athlete meeting because the weather window looked or looks still kind of like Thursday's going to be bluebird. What did the athlete meeting look like? And I think to be fair, they didn't want media there. So the athletes could speak freely without media, a documentary later making someone look whiny or, but it's not whiny. That's just, Right, right. But it's your it's your bodies going off of this thing. Yeah. So what does the athlete room feel like? What does that meeting feel like? Well, they're even though they like send that text out that it was like a go, which is like historically in the past we have these meetings and you know it is a full conversation before we confirm anything. Um, but so then we got there. A couple of people were heated. I was in full support of of going on the day that they said. I was like hyped about it. Um, and I have my reasons, but everyone else's reasons were valid, but it was good. I mean, like Jess, she's like, I'm sorry to like be blunt about that, but here's reason, um, you know, ABC about why we believe that this is going to be the prime day for you guys. Like as far as safety goes, as far as condition goes. And it was, you know, it was a really good conversation. Everyone, you know, got, everyone was heard for their concerns. And at the end, um, everyone did like come to terms and like, okay, right. Like this is good. We should try and go Tuesday. This does make sense. So it wasn't really like dramatic. It wasn't like um, intense or stressful or anything, you know, like all vibes are still high. And, but I'm happy we ended up going on Tuesday because it was immaculate out. It was blue skies. It was nice. It was warm, you know. Yeah, it was perfect. It wasn't really even windy. So I think had we not taken everyone not taken Jess's advice, you know, on all the info that she had, I think people probably would have been kind of regretful. Yeah, I just heard the meeting Tuesday, and it it was very nice to hear, I think, Jess, mm-hmm. to hear her say, like, you guys are in control. The athletes are in control, but here's why we think yeah. it should happen. Like, And then someone said, Thursday may be better weather, but I guarantee you it'll be worse conditions. Yes, and I'd rather have better conditions than and worse visibility because we'd all be in the same boat with visibility, but, like, Honestly, in my opinion, like if it's shitty conditions, like snowboarders just have no chance. It's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, it's a, I think we might have to work a little harder. Why? Because that cooler gets. Because you're just flying. It's just so fast. Just so flying. it's just like, yeah, you might like land your shit, but then like you're going Mach 10 and slowing down in that. That's, that's the hard part for the snowboarders. It's not like doing your trick and landing it is the difficult part. It's just slowing the fuck down because you're just cooking in there. So if it's better I'll conditions and the snow is just like a little deeper, a little softer, it's like we are, we can just like maneuver our boards a little bit slower in there while skiers are you know they can just go 100 miles an hour and be like crazy and hold on and like be two good. edges are better than one 
Yeah. Just, there's it's no... four edges. It's four over two, you know? Well, but too active at the yeah, time. Yeah, like, so it's just, I'll they can that. just handle those crazy chop conditions, you know, at high speeds better than snowboarders. And I'm not saying, like, snowboarders can't do that or none of us can, but... It's, they're different tools. It's just... It's just different tools. Yeah, it's just a different tool. There's yes. a reason why they're different sports, you know? Right. <laughs> yes or no, do we like the features at the bottom? The hotel, the, the money booter... I, I do because I think that it adds a little bit of balance in the course for strengths and weaknesses for different types of riders, you know, like people they are inviting like slope and big air riders and that's their strength and be like, well, can they handle the top, you know? And then there's some how backcountry riders are like, oh, I'm totally confident in the top, but I haven't hit a park jump in four months, <laughs> you know? So it's kind of like a battle of the different types of people. And I think that it adds a little bit of fairness, but I don't think it needs to be like a 65 foot money booter right or like a 65 foot money booter with the middle jump was great i enjoyed that one and it's also like the small jump even though i did hit that i mean i think we can all handle a jump bigger than that i don't think we need a small jump right like the three the three tiers of jumps i think is a little more work than they really need to be putting in but and the hotel jump was um pretty big biggest thing they've put in there in the past you know ever and i don't think it needs to be that big either people want to land you know <laughs> right it's yeah it did look huge it's huge i mean i think only like one person actually went off of it like actually off yeah. of it. a couple people kind of like yeah like, hit like the side, yeah a little like, off the side which was still kind of tall like yeah but it was like it's funny seeing pros like side hit shit yeah yeah totally <laughs> totally it's like it puts it in perspective of how big it is Right. And then it's just, it's funny because like the people who did hit the hotel are probably more of like the free riders, you know? Right. Because the hotel jump was still smaller than the money booter at the bottom. But still. Yeah. <laughs> you're flying. You just checked flying. a bunch of speed and now you have to like try to, it's chaos. I yeah, don't know. If anyone's never watched it, like just go watch a recap. It's pure. Oh, it's, it's so entertaining. It's one of, this is a compliment for the organiz organizers, but it's like one of the loosest events I've ever seen. Run. Oh yeah. And that's, it's so much fun because it's like not really that structured. Like there's so no. much room to be like, want to do something. And they'll be like, yes, you can do that. Yeah. It's chaos. Yeah. It's insane, but it's organized in a, in a, it's organized chaos, but it is loose for sure. Yeah. Like if you drop, you can like stop I'm like, nah, I don't like that. And like walk back up and hit it again. Like you can't do totally. that on like a slope style. No, no. <laughs> Do you still hit rails? Are you still being because you're yeah. kind of you were kind of like from the research I did, that was like your bread and butter. Well, right? that's what everyone has always think is my bread and butter because that is just what's been like I think easier for me to market myself as. Well, you're kind of a rail god. Well, I like You seem mad about it. I'm loyal to the steel. I'm very loyal to the Hell steel. Yeah. But I've been doing like like I was in the do tour and Grand Prix slope styles, you know, 15 years ago and I've been on done the whole circuit and I filmed a bunch of backcountry stuff and I've I've done it all and I like doing it all and rails are a part of it. But people just seem to kind of notice the rails over anything else that I've ever done. Does that bother you? Yeah, it kind of bothers me because I feel like I have so much more to offer and people just don't really want to um I don't know if they don't want to like see it or if they think I can't do it or think they don't want to invest in me doing it. But I mean, I, I do 
have some street shots this year. Like I've been filming in the street, but I've also been filming in the backcountry. Like I just don't see why you have to like be put in like one box or another. Like I really just want to be a full ATV. A full ATV. Tell me about Wishbone. So Wishbone was my little powder project I did last year. Um, I got injured first film spot of the season last year, December like 10th or something. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Very, very cool. So cool. I was hitting a wooden log in the streets, caught an edge, and I broke my shoulder blade. Um, and that totally fucking sucked. Beginning of the season, super, super rare break, which is like kind of called it wishbone because it's, um, I don't know, the piece of bone that I broke kind of looks like the tip of a wishbone. Okay. Um, and that was like really, really difficult. Like it was a hard recovery. Um, soft tissue damage was like insane. Like it, the bone should have healed in six to eight weeks, but I like couldn't really like immobilize it because I've also had elbow reconstruction surgery. Okay. So it really took like three months, three and a half months for me to like even like lift my arm, my shoulder up above my head. Um, and so then by that time it's like mid March and I'm like, well shit, the season's over. I had all this plans to do this project kind of like falling through. And then we just had a, a fucking sweet spring. Like it just snowed so much in the spring and the pow was so good. April was good. Yeah. I was in Utah all of March. It was shit. Yeah. There Not was shit, like but one, it was okay. Yeah. There was like one storm at the end. Um, yeah, so me and my friend, who I've filmed with a bunch over the past years, John Bloom, shout out, what's up? Yeah, he was really motivating, and he was just like, we're going to do it, we're going to make it happen. Um, so I filmed a, yeah, like a powder project within, in like four weeks um, at the end of the season, basically by myself, and <laughs> kind of just checked everything off my list that I wanted to do this for the season. Like, we went out every day, we built a bunch of jumps, I got almost all the tricks I wanted to do. And, uh, yeah, did a full part of just powder for the first time ever. And it didn't really get much recognition. Maybe it will now. <laughs> it's hard. And you put it out yourself. That's hard, right? Yeah. Like I didn't really have like a lot of support. Like, you know, like I paid the filmer for the most part out of my pocket. Like I had a little bit of help, but not really. It's so crazy. It's yeah. so much work being a, I mean, it seems cool. Like everyone's like, oh, you're a pro skier, you're a pro snowboard. And you're like, this, it's cool. There's no, no one's complaining about it, but like, it is cool, work. but it is work. It, it is costs a, job. a ton of money. Yeah. And like it's expensive. A three and it, minute edit is like, it's exhausting. It's fucked. Yeah. So I did the wishbone because, um, yeah, like, you know, broke my bone and somehow at the end of the season, I still kind of got my wish of filming a full powder part, which was my plan from the start of the season. What's the plan for this season? Can to not get it? hurt. Well, I mean, filming. Like, do you have projects coming up? No, but... I don't have any. Pro like, I'm filming, but I don't have any projects coming up. I don't really like have a crew to film with. Um, uh, there's not really a whole lot of people in my area that like have aligning sponsors with me to film with, or people are already like, you know, crewed up for a project. And um, I don't know. It's kind of it's been really tough for me to like find people to film with. I feel like there's you're in the mecca. Yeah, but everyone's filming rails all the time only. Or so are you like anti-rail right now? Like you're really no. trying not to. I I want to hit rails, and but I like I know some people who want to ride rails, but they're like a little younger. Maybe like I don't really feel like taking somebody in and being their mentor in the streets right now. Like I just want to ride. <laughs> yeah, but good for you. I think that's I think that's cool to know that. 
Yeah. Right? Like, like if I like maybe if it's like a party spot or a chill spot, but I don't want to be that person who's like, oh, let me take you to this like gnarly spot and it ends up, you know, being a battle and someone gets hurt and then I still never get my shot because I was invested in them. And then, you know, I still want to succeed for myself as well. So I'm kind of like trying to put myself first, I guess. Yeah, gatekeep the streets. I mean, I'm not, I'll, I'll give them the spots. You know, people, if you want spots, let me know. I'll give you spots, but. <laughs> now we, we went from gatekeeping backcountry zones to gatekeeping the streets. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I, I, but I, I don't. I wish I had a project to work towards. I'll probably just put again something out on my own. I've like never really been a part of like a, like I've had. Do you want that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to. I want a crew. I want to have like a supportive community, you know, that I can ride with. Um, but I don't have that right now. <laughs> on the lookout, uh, pizza or tacos? Pizza. Playlists or podcasts? podcasts what is your favorite podcast um i listen to a lot of like true crime stuff and then also um some like i don't know i like like revisionist history but okay. malcolm gladwell is a good one and then also like you know morbid <laughs> morbid dope. morbid have you listened to s-town i have listened to s-town a long time ago like when i first favorite. got into it's it so i good. to it it's there's so, so it's many timeless i just i'm constantly listening to podcasts though so I got through a bunch. What, if you're listening to music, what are you listening to? I have no genre. I'm <laughs> a big fan of my Discover Weekly, just kind of suggesting things. You just things. let it play. Yeah, if it's a good song, like, I'll listen to any genre. I really... But, like, specific. give me, like, give me your top three. Oh, I don't know. I Like, are you, you listen to country every day? I like, or you can you're okay with country, but it's not what you like. like old country. Okay, I like old country. You know, like Johnny Cash and whatever. Um, but I like listen to so much music where I don't even know like what the artist is called. That's amazing. I'm envious of that. Like I'm I'm not like specific to like artists. You know, like oh this album's great. I'm just like oh yeah I know all the words to this song. I love this song. It sounds Couldn't good. Tell you right. who sang it though. That's amazing. Uh, pool or beach? Beach. Fruits or vegetables? Fruits. Text or call? text comedy or horror horror for sure waffle or pancake waffle groomers or pow pow streets or pow pow in, in the streets <laughs> <laughs> coffee or tea coffee run or bike bike two stroke or four stroke two stroke hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah uh, i think that's all i have Cool. What do you have coming up? You don't know. You're just going to do your own project. I actually am going to the Dew Tour next week. Oh, so. hell yeah. <laughs> From the mountains back to the rails. Hell yeah. <laughs> Where can people follow you? Sponsors to thank. Uh, my Instagram is at Mad Mads World, and I ride for Air Blaster, Rome Snowboards, um, Deluxe Boots, Dang Shades, uh, High Country Healing. If you're in Colorado, go pick up some weed from High Country <laughs> Healing. It's the best. Um I feel like I'm forgetting a sponsor, and that would be really sad. I that's think on that's you. It. That's on you. I think that's it. I think you nailed it. Uh, I hope so. Perfect. Thank you. No, thank you. Good this talk. was great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>